For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. No! Can't remember my roommate's name, but we couldn't get into the, our, our room, and two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, here you go, let us give you a hand with that. How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Mandy Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, it absolutely is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's our number two of episode number 855. And uh, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to ring the bell. I'm going to bang the gong. Whatever sound effects you guys got back there in the Millennium Falcon, hit them up. How about that? In the sweatpants cap. Yeah, all of them. Thank you, Rick Regan. It'd be a very exciting day for Rick Regan, too, because we're back on live radio for the first time since January of 2019. I can't even remember. It's three and a half going on four years. We're live on WQEE 99.1 FM, your home of Southern sports and talk. That's right. Metro Atlanta. Today's the first day. Rhino Radio is flying the ship. They're in Noonan, Georgia. Suburb of Atlanta as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. And I may I may get a little emotional, Moose, because it's been quite a road. You've been on it with me. And uh, this is exciting today. And I thank Ryan O'Radio for that. He's, I see his messaging here on the feed. And, okay, Troy in Toronto, you just hang on. I said we're going to talk about what they want to talk about, and we're going to do that. He wants to talk about Tom Brady. And that's cool. I'm, I'm down with that. We got the Blue Jays going to the playoffs. Not only going to the playoffs, but home in the playoffs, which is massive. Clark was talking about that, I think, in the morning meeting or even just before the show. What does home field mean in Major League Baseball playoffs? I think it means a lot. Maybe we got to get Tim Leeper on this week if we can, Darren, because he was the first base coach the last time the Blue Jays played a playoff game 2016 yeah. AL, uh, in Rogers Center, 2016, because they were swept in 2020 at Tampa. NFL, CFL, NHL. I got a lot of thoughts. Your NFL top five coming out of hour one. What's gravitating with you? What's on your mind? Gavna? Yeah, a little, little bit of that, but probably the biggest thing would be the Jays actually, you know, yeah, because now it, it feels more real than ever. They're going to be at home. You know, it's tough because they're going to play Tampa or Seattle. And I grew up kind of liking Seattle a lot. I was a big fan of Edgar Martinez and Ken Griffey Jr. And those guys in Rodriguez when he played there, A-Rod. So I love the Mariners. So a Jays Mariners series would be a tough one for me, actually, because I like that they've made it to the playoffs after a 21-year drought. Well, ah, we're sinking right into it. This is what I wanted today. And thank you for that. Just some good old fun sports talk with our viewers. This yeah. reminds me of all the public addre- uh, public speaking that I've done over the years where you go into a town, a city, and you're standing at a podium with a speech, and you don't know if what you're talking about is what they want, right? So I would often right. say to the organizers, what do you want me to talk about? Well, whatever you want to talk about. No, tell me specifically what you want so I can give you what you want. That's what I'm telling the viewers here right now. And the best speeches are always the Q&As. So you fire the questions at us, and we'll do our best to knock them out of the yard. Troy. Colmer in Tirana is watching. And Game Plus, he says, I'm curious what the word on the street is about Tom Brady in Florida. To me, Tom looks like he's finally on the decline. Or is he under a lot of pressure from outside influences? Can Tampa Bay win with Tom Brady? Well, they already have. <laughs> you know that. Um, he led the NFL on touchdown passes and yardage. Just last year, that's why he's back this year. It's the one thing that bothers me about football. And you get this more in football than any other sport, Darren. And hockey and football are our sports. For all the people listening live in Atlanta that are 
tuning in for the first time. That's us, the hockey and football guys. It's, oh, this didn't work, so I shouldn't have played it all. Or you shouldn't have called that play. Or it ended in an interception. Why didn't you run it, you jerk? Tom came back because he knew he could still play. So you're asking what the word is on Florida uh, of Tom. (laughs) Let's go back and think. They lost 31-21 to Kansas City Sunday night in a primetime game where they trekked across the state of Florida to practice all week. And Hurricane Ian, and he's going through a divorce. He's got all this stuff going on. You want to stop the Chiefs and maybe maybe hold them to less than 20 points? There's a defensive side of the ball, too. Now, Darren and I are both Brady guys. But what I'm doing is hanging around football people here at all levels, and you're now starting to see it because they're coming on the show. You're seeing it on my social media. I guess my point is they're all Tom Brady fans. They're all in Tom Brady's corner. And basically, what did they say? Uh, they said when they thought he was going to pull the pin this year, they're like, good, sooner that he can come and own the Dolphins or play for the Dolphins or live in Miami. They just love Tom. So it's like, Tom, you do you. That's And they're all behind him, supporting him. That's yeah. what it is in Florida, Darren. Your thought? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I love our viewers. Respect the hell out of them. But I would say yeah. get a couple of squeegees and clear the fog off the eyeballs a little bit because <laughs> you look at the game on Sunday, <laughs> Tom Brady, if you think this is it, and I don't know, okay? You might think this is a decline, but he completed 75% of his passes, 385 yards, and three touchdowns. That doesn't sound like a decline to me when it comes to Tom Brady. And when you talk about no support on that offensive line or defensively, I'm looking at the, at the running backs. Two running backs carried the ball. Rashad White carried the ball three times for six yards, and Leonard Fournette carried the ball three times for minus three yards. So when you can't get the ground game going and take some pressure off, but also he put up enough points to win and did enough to win, that defense needs to make a couple of stops. This wasn't Tom Brady losing the game. This is Patrick Mahomes winning the game. Taking the game, exactly. So uh, one of our priority one viewers and listeners, we just, I'm just going to call them fans now instead of listeners and viewers. Pinks writes in regarding Tom and Giselle. He says they filed for divorce. Both have their lawyers doing the papers. He does have a lot on his plate. Just play the game and lean into it. Right, dupes? That's your, mm-hmm. that's your phrase. Lean into it. Uh, from Kevin the Medium, he's watching in Airdrie, Alberta, and he says, LOL, squeegee your eyes. Ha <laughs> ha, Moose is killing it today. Moose is killing it almost every day, pretty much every day that he's on. So... It uh, doesn't like I was with a bunch of guys on the weekend. So what do you think they're going to say? We're at the racetrack for the love of Pete. Of course, they're on Tom's side. It's a bunch of guys and football guys. And they're all in South Florida. So when when the hurricane hit and by the way, we were largely untouched here other than a strong wind and quite a bit of rain, but there was no damage where we live. They're all like, come on down, Tom. Come on down, Tommy. Stay in your house. It was a home home week for him because uh, he's got a house here, Indian Creek, where he built it. Fifty million that cost that house moose keeps going up and up and up. I know. Every time I hear it, it's more. Um. So, anyways, your question was, what do they think of Tom? They think Tom can still play. He can't do it alone. It's a long time on that <laughs> answer. But thank you, Troy, for playing. Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, "What is our record against Seattle?" Seems like the Jays always lose to them. Where are you on history, Darren? I want your take on that because she brings up a good point. The Jays, they looked really bad in Seattle this year on their lone trip. But guess what? Two days later, Charlie Montoya was fired, the manager. Okay. Uh, And I remember coming out of that going, we got a great team here playing like garbage. I didn't even need, like, I watched some of the games. I was in Calgary at that time, I believe, for sure, in Canada. Um, that, that, that series in Seattle probably sealed Charlie Montoyo's fate. So don't worry. Uh, you can't worry about history. If history was a factor that Winnipeg Blue Bombers would have never won a Grey Cup. You know what I mean? Um, that's my yeah. take on that. This is a new season. That's why they call it the playoffs in the postseason. It's a new season. Um, and I think the fact that they're at home. 
is is going to be really big for them, don't you? They got to the ALCS twice in 2015 and 2016 when they were in a scenario where they had a home field advantage leading up to it. Yeah, being at home is going to be massive. The, you know, that place in Toronto is so great when it's full and full of blue uh, Blue Jays fans and blue everywhere you look. So that's going to be great. History, I think the more we talk about history, the more you think about history, I think the more of a factor it plays. And it's just more you have to overcome because I think when you start thinking, oh, we've never beat these guys. Oh, these guys always have our number. And that's in the back of your mind. It can creep in. I know they're pros and mentally strong, but it can creep into you when no matter what. And then you're trying not to lose as opposed to trying to win. Good teams, though, can find ways to overcome those mental blocks. And, you know, I think the Jays are good enough. And I don't think history should really matter too much. That's just our take. But thank you for playing. The poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is this. Do you think the Blue Jays can reach the World Series? And I'm a little disappointed to realize that over 70% of respondents on Twitter and YouTube say no. They can't reach the World Series. But the Blue Jays were our number one point an hour ago when we kicked this thing off. So I'll say it again. Baseball is different than the NFL and the NHL, and dare I say the NBA. More than any of those leagues, you got to be good to make the playoffs in Major League Baseball, even though they've added a couple of extra wildcard spots this year. These are good teams getting in, and because of that, the Blue Jays, I believe, have a chance to get to the World Series, and Darren agreed. By the way, we got these listeners in Atlanta saying, well, we're over here winning. Well, they didn't last night. Jesus Luzardo. Can I do it in my baseball Voice, do you like that, Darren, when I yes. do that? It's 111 Eastern, by the way. For those that are into numerology, we're on the right track and we can we're healing too. Still healing. We will be for a long time, but Jesus Luzardo struck out twelve and in six innings. Brian Dela Cruz hit a two-run homer and the Miami Marlins prevented Atlanta from clinching their fifth straight NL Eastern title by beating the Braves four nothing. On Monday night, the Braves are sitting here going, oh, we're over here. We clinched like weeks ago, guys. <laughs> At least a wild card berth, that is. It'll be an interesting week for the Atlanta Braves and their fans. First, a word from our sponsor. Edo Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce. Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. What else you guys got for us? Put them up. Put them up. Arlen Bruce, I got one for you. Arlen Bruce the third says, if Tom Brady plays another season, I'm coming out of retirement. Get your popcorn ready. 2023. <laughs> I love these football guys. How do you feel about, and I, I assume you watch the Monday Night Football pregame shows. I don't like how the players get up. And now it's Larry Fitzgerald and Steve Young and some of those guys I know. And they run routes and they throw passes and stuff. I'm like, guys, you're retired. I feel football players more than any other sport can't let it go. And it's ironic because physically they're the least able to play because of what they put their bodies through. How do you like about that when they're running 40s and running routes? I'm just like, just analyze the guys that are playing. Guys, do you agree or disagree? I disagree, man. I love it. I think it's great. Do you? That's why I like Terry. Okay. That's why I like Terry Bradshaw because, I mean, there's enough guys. You got at least somebody on the panel who's analyzed all the numbers that can really get you all that stuff. I want these guys to have fun, and it makes the game feel fun. Makes me feel like I'm in a good mood. So I'm a fan. Good, 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 good. It would be awfully boring if we agreed all the time. <laughs> That's right. Um, here's one, Troy. I'm with you. He says I can't wait to see if Robbie Ray faces Kevin Gosman in Game Two of the. Wild card series, who wins that battle? I'm not sure we want to have the answer to that. You're talking about last year's Cy Young winner, right? Last year was it two years ago. Clark, tell me that. Time goes so fast. I'm still in COVID time. Chris Jar, either way, Robbie Ray's the better pitcher. It comes down to pitching. I'm not sure how much I like this matchup. Remember what happened to the Blue Jays in Tampa Bay two years ago in the wild card? Yes. They cleaned our clocks. Yes. All based on pitching. Hinge and Root didn't even show up. 
Oh, sure, Troy. You had to go in and inject some common sense. Uh, Chris Jarles watching in Vancouver. He says the Blue Jays don't have the pitching depth needed for the playoffs. They are so close, though. One or two relief pitchers away. Guys, let's not talk ourselves out of losing this series yet, okay? Can we just wait? Which, by the way, Darren, we got a minute here, but huge game Friday night. Rough Riders at Tiger Cats. Really the final playoff spot in the Canadian Football League. Will I feel it will be decided that night. And then the Blue Jays, game one of the wildcard series. Oh, what do you think the ratings what do you think the ratings will be like for that? I know. It's gonna be through the roof, which is outstanding. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I can't wait. Friday night'll be a good night for sports. It'll be a good night. Devin Pakilo writes in, says, Good morning. From Burns Lake, B.C. Good morning, Devin. Jeff Gordon says, I'm not sure if the Jays have the horses to get past Houston. New York is a toss-up. Yeah. Who knew that we'd be talking baseball? But that's, well, I guess I did, because that's why I put on my Blue Jays shirt. We'll continue the fun talk when we return. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform. And on the radio live now, your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Landmark Cinema's Extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. As you can see, another crappy day here in South Florida. I guess the radio listeners can't, but that is where we are originating from. And before we bring in the moose on the other half of the program from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, I'm going to jump in with some sports updates. You can call it Trade Tuesday. From the Canadian Football League, Alden Darby Jr. is back with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Bombers on Tuesday morning acquired Darby from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. For defensive end Cedric Wilcots the second, this marks the second time in as many years Winnipeg has traded for Darby. The Bombers acquired him from Toronto, July twenty first, twenty twenty one. Also, yeah, from the Argonauts, went on to win the Grey Cup. From the Western Hockey League, the Regina Pats have acquired two thousand five born forward Sam Aremba from the Seattle Thunderbirds in exchange for a twenty twenty three second round pick, twenty twenty four first round pick, and twenty twenty. Five third round pick. This is big news 
for our viewers across Western Canada, and for that matter, across Canada, the junior hockey fans, Sam Maremba is, is a Regina kid. He's recorded two assists in two games this season after totaling 14 points in 56 games with the Thunderbirds last year, helping Seattle reach the Western Hockey League final. I, I'm going to stop there and bring the moose in. I'll do a more sports update a little later on for all of our sponsors. But that's big news. I've had people tell me, stop me on the street in Alberta and say, I watch your show for the junior hockey news. So that's huge, huge news right there. I know there were people within the Seattle organization, let's put it this way, that they wanted to acquire Connor Bedard and they wanted to make the run for it. And what, what does this say to you? Like I called Sam Maramba's games with the Pack Canadians. He's first round blue chip material here. I guess his stats don't necessarily show that, but this is a clear sign Pats are loading up and making a run for it. I, I don't like it. I've said that before, but how about you? Yeah, I mean, if you make the decision that you don't want to trade Connor Bedard, then you need to try and compliment, you know, the yeah. group around him. And so Sam will do that. He's he's not, you know, doesn't translate it into the blue-chipped NHL prospect that he was when he was a blue-chipped WHL prospect, but he still has that potential, and he's played very well and obviously worthy of the first-round pick and the other draft picks that went into the trade. So this is a sign that the Pats are are trying to compete and, and make a run here. And so I like it and we'll see what's next. This won't be the end of the moves. No, but I give John Paddock, the general manager of the Regina Pats, a lot of kudos for making these moves. The former head coach of the Ottawa senators and Winnipeg jets. However, the Pats got spanked. 7-3 in Calgary on Sunday. I'm going to tell you right now, contending teams don't get spanked. They just don't. So that's why I'm willing to sit here, and I'm going to be doing a lot of reading this week on the Blue Jays. I see there's an article posted to The Wire here about the home field advantage and what it means for Toronto. Because in terms of baseball, I'm not that big of baseball guy. Not anymore. I was in the 80s, but it's been a long time. But when it comes to junior hockey, you can't get me. You can't get me. Okay? I'm not wrong on this. The Pats should not be trying to load up and win the East. They're not going to win the East. I think, I think they're ending up tying their shoelaces together here. <clears throat> That's what I think they're doing. Shane Melanson. You know him from one of our sponsors, Deer Valley. Yeah. Shane writes in regarding the broadcast crew for the playoffs. Sportsnet announced Canada will get Buck, and I assume Pat calling the game as Dan Shulman will be on the radio broadcast. Go Blue Jays. Listen, I'll say this. Whether we got the best ball club or not in Major League Baseball in Toronto, we got the best broadcasters. It ain't a, it ain't a debate. We got the best broadcasters. What do you think? It's going to be awesome, you know, and, and for the radio listeners, ESPN Radio, I think Dan Shulman's calling that Jays series. So they're going to be doing the same game anyway. But yeah, with Buck and Pat, it's, uh, that is baseball. That is Blue Jays baseball. So it's going to be fun no matter what. We've got the best. I'll tell you what, Tabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, swinging it back around here to some Canadian Football League, which I don't mind. I was going to write down this week's games in the CFL, and I never actually got to it. Uh, that Troy in Toronto says, let's go, Rough Riders. I may be a Toronto guy, but I've always been a Riders fan. The best fans in the CFL, proud to wear my Riders t-shirt and always enthusiastically stopped by Sask people. Someday, Troy, you're going to have to tell me why you're a Rider fan. I was not aware of that uh, information about you. Uh, Stephen Lillick, one of our, am I saying his name right? One of our interns. Am I saying that right? Stephen Lillick? I think so. We're going to have to just check, double check with him. He says, as a Mariners fan, the starting pitching advantage probably swings our way. The issue is the lineup is heavily home run slash walk dependent. So inconsistency happens. Who is this kid? He's very good. He's the next. He's the next Joe Morgan. Are you old enough to remember Joe Morgan? Remember him? <laughs> yeah. He was the color guy. You guys tell me who was the play-by-play guy on the national broadcast. He was the normal San Francisco Giants guy. I want to say Pete Miller. John Miller. Was it John Miller? I think it was John Miller. 
Might have been. Going back a long ways on it. Par- partnered with Joe Morgan. I just feel like none of the crews now are as good as they used to be. But that's probably just me. Friday night <laughs> during the Rough Riders game, I'm watching it here. They were at Winnipeg, right? Yeah. I started to get the uh, meme in my, the song in my head from Don Meredith, Monday Night Football. Turn out the lights, the party's over. From a Rough Riders <laughs> perspective, um, yeah. that night, it, the, the party ain't over yet for their season, but it was that night. Oh, I had it. There was something I wanted to debate with you. And for whatever reason, our CEO, Lee, was all over this, too. Wanted us to talk about it. Bobby Wagner delivered one of Monday Night Football's biggest hits on a person not wearing pads. The L.A. Rams linebacker flattened a protester who ran onto the field with a device emitting pink smoke late in the second quarter of the Rams game against the 49ers Monday night. The protester was taken off the field by security, and the game quickly resumed. The Niners, of course, won 24-9. Well, maybe it was just somebody trying to be funny, but I saw on social media that he was, it was a gender reveal stunt. Is that, was that not was true? That what the pink smoke was? Well, that's what I heard. When we, watched, when we watched the game, they didn't show it at all. You know, they talked about it. Troy Aikman saw Bobby Wagner clock the guy and make the hit. He's like, oh, Bobby Wagner with the hit of the game. And you could see Buck. They quickly, like the cameras never went over there. They knew right away that they're not supposed to talk about it. And they went to, they kept talking about the, the offense for LA and all the changes they made. So they largely ignored it, never showed it at all. And that must be an NFL mandate and an ESPN mandate because uh, it was largely a non-factor on the broadcast. I think every Every league and broadcast entity doesn't want to show that stuff. But, and, and I don't know, Lee, our COO, because he's in our morning meeting every day, he's like, let's do a poll question around that. And I'm thinking, well, what would we reasonably ask around that? I said, I'd rather ask our viewers if they think the Blue Jays will get to the World Series or not. And I'm stunned to know over 70% saying that they won't. But I guess the only question around that would be, you yeah. know, are fans fair game to get their lights knocked out when they enter the field to play? Of course they are. Yeah. Um, a couple of viewers, Andrew and Jeff in Winnipeg, are saying that they showed it on the Manning cast, which I didn't even tune in. I saw that they were going to have Jalen Hurts on last night and uh, John Hamm. Um, and I, I don't think that makes me a stick in the mud per se, but I don't have any interest in sitting and watching the game with the two Mannings or any other ex-pro football players. As much as I love those guys, it's kind of awkward. Like, I know Peyton's very funny, and I love Peyton. I love both those guys. But Eli just sits there so awkward and just smiles. And yeah, yeah. Like, take, take him off and put somebody else on there that's entertaining. I feel bad for Eli. Just makes him look worse. Funniest thing Eli ever did, though, was when Peyton... You, did you and I watch the match together? The match with Tom Brady and Peyton? No. Tiger Woods and Phil? But you watched it, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Eli... No, Eli wasn't on the broadcast, but he was tweeting. He tweeted. And that was, it was awesome. Right. And they were putting the tweets up on the screen. And Peyton was spraying his tee shots off into the next fairway, right? And into the water and everything. And um, Eli tweets, Peyton, try and hit it where it's brown or green, not blue. (laughs) Like it was, (laughs) maybe just have Eli tweet, but don't have him say anything. Um, But I guess I will ask the viewers this and listeners. And by the way, thank you for the messages coming in from Atlanta. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here in our broadcast location. 902-518-3033. The number is on the screen. The uh, area code, by the way, to Atlanta is 706. That's how I know that they're coming in from Atlanta. I love it. <laughs> Allie in Texas says, I might watch more football if the announcers were as funny as you two. 
Boy, they should go back and watch our sim broadcast <laughs> when there was uh, when the CFL wiped out its season because of COVID. We Darren and I broadcast video games. We had twenty five thousand viewers of the championship game for the love of Pete. Anyways, before we break, and we have a good three to four minutes here, and we're going to bring in Nick Alberga. We'll be talking Leafs with him. And Allie, I'll get a, a Dallas Stars. Oh, he has? Okay. Allie, I'll get a Dallas Stars thought from Nick, too, because you're watching in Texarkana, Texas. But what is the funniest? I got two. Funniest incident that you've seen at a game of people in be, walking onto the ice, the field, whatever. I got two. One was in Vancouver. Yeah. That old stadium called Tempire Stadium it was a temporary stadium that they just threw up while BC Place was being renovated. 30,000 fans, they just threw up scaffolding. Some guy in an electric wheelchair went streaking. Now, he was in his underwear. The security didn't know what to do. Do we stop him? Do we take him down? Or do we let him just keep going? They chased him down and spun him off. And then in 2006 or seven. There was not a streaker, but a lady walked onto the field at Taylor Field during a rider game. Serena and I were laughing about this the other day because she was there. This lady walked onto the field in the middle of the game, south part of the north part of the field, looking for her kid. She wasn't trying to make a scene. She wasn't trying to streak. She lost her kid. She's like, she's like out at the 20-yard line, and the, <laughs> the refs went and grabbed her. <laughs> And said, ma'am, you, what are you doing? She's like, oh, have you seen my kid? I've lost my kid. That happened. Do you have oh one? Oh, my gosh. I don't. Do you have one? Not like that. Not, not live that I've been at a game at, unfortunately. A lot of animals. It's funny. I've seen a lot of animals come onto the field. Rabbits and cats that have come on the field and disrupted plays, which is always kind of entertaining because they can't be caught. But uh, <laughs> not in person, I haven't seen yeah. that. I can't imagine. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Listen, we'll save that for overtime. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you a story, but I was doing an intervention. You know this. I was doing an intervention. You know the TV show <laughs> intervention? I do those. And you know that story. We got the guy to go to, to go to rehab. I led the intervention. I'm like the dog, the bounty hunter of interventions. But he goes, I'm not going without my cat. And I said, guys, get his cat. We had like a crew of six guys. And the cat took off out the front door. So you can catch them. Anyways, we'll save that. <laughs> Remind me about the intervention and the cat and people on the field because Nick right. Alberga will join us next. Thanks, Moose. Uh, it okay. is the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, of course, and on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, Metro Atlanta's WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. RP Show continues and... All kinds of viewer participation here. And I'll get to a lot of those comments uh, in overtime and viewer takeover. But I have to mention our guy, Michael Wynn, watching in Winnipeg at his sporting goods store, Ice Time Sports. He said, 100% John Miller. John Miller and Joe Morgan. Just to talk about famed baseball announcing duos. But we're going to talk hockey now. Nick Alberga joins us. Daily Faceoff, Leafs Nation Network. Hey, Nick, good to see you. Golden Muzzy. And I think you saw, before we went to, hey, good to see you, brother. Before we talk Leafs and Eastern teams, all the rest, you heard me say Allie in Texas. She she wants the Stars talk. Every day she tunes in for Stars talk. She doesn't get a lot. What do you expect out of Dallas with the coaching change and a holdout with Jason Robertson? What, What are you feeling for Dallas this year? 
I'm on the fence with the Dallas Stars, and great to be with yeah. you. I think you look first and foremost, as you mentioned, Jason Robertson. What in the hell is going on right there? Because I think for my money, he's one of the more underrated players in the entire league right now. You take Jason Robertson off that roster, it's just not the same Dallas Stars team. And I sort of feel for Jake Ottinger, because uh, everywhere Pete DeBoer goes, he seems to feud with his goaltenders, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, Jake Ottinger yeah. better beware <laughs> in that scenario. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm with you. And for 26 years, they were my team when my dad worked for them. And I just, they feel a little rudderless right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like the answer. I wish we had more for you, Allie. But we don't know. I don't think she knows. I don't think Dallas knows. Do you know how the Leafs are going to be, Nick? Well, again, we just talked about Jake Ottinger. The goaltending situation, right, is where we'd start. And I think, again, you got to preface by saying it's the preseason. I understand that. But so far, so good. Passing with flying colors is Matt Murray. I thought he looked really, really good last night against Montreal at the Bell Center. Ilya Samsonov to this point looked really, really steady as well. To me, that's the prevailing story out of camp as the Leafs get set to kick off their season next Wednesday is in between the pipes. We know this team's going to score, but can they keep the puck out of the net? That's probably the best way. I would answer the question because Jack Campbell, uh, Peter Mrazek out, and obviously the new guys in here. So we'll see how they fare. But uh, everything's riding on this season. And to put all that hope in Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov, only time will tell if that actually is going to work out here. Well, I guess Jack Campbell played his first full game for the Orders last night, got the thumbs up in a 7-2 win over Vancouver. But at least for the Leafs, like we had Bernie Nichols on here yesterday, and he agreed the Vets aren't necessarily playing 100% or trying in all the games. These are for young guys. And for the Leafs, A, they wanted to figure out who their goalie was going to be, and you're telling me they do know now that it's Matt Murray. What are the other question marks for the Leafs that remain in the preseason? So certainly I think we're looking at Nick Robertson too. He's had a really, really strong camp here, Rod. He's got six points in the first three games. I think it's quite clear. There's an opening on that second line when John Tavares does return to play with Nylander and John Tavares, and it's right for the taking. And and good on Robertson. I think for the first time in his career, he actually looks like an NHL player as opposed to a kid trying to play in the NHL. And that's a big time difference, in my opinion. So I think the most likely scenario, he cracks his team out of camp and then the sky's the limit as to what he can do and try to stick and be consistent and demonstrate the ability to produce at the NHL level. I think this is a massive breakthrough. If if Robertson can stick in a top six look, he just adds another dimension, uh, you know, some more depth to this team who are in dire need of it, in my opinion, because outside of the big four, you start to wonder where the offense is going to come from. Absolutely. But I guess, and I see you have the back and forth with our producer, Clark. The good news is for the Leafs, they're going to be in the mix, right? The question, like we assume, are we expecting another 100-point season out of this club? I think you are. Um, Having said that, you know, polling the community and working in the fantasy world, a lot of people seem to be down on the Maple Leafs. And I... A big reason why is their goaltending, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just not sure how you can make the case now, but then felt so great about Jack Campbell, right? Like he still had his turbulent moments throughout last season. I know he was an all-star, but still, like look what Peter Mrazek brought to the table. So for most teams, I think you're going to have your concerns when it comes to the goaltending position. And maybe there's more so with Matt Murray and his body of work. Say the last three years, he only made 47 appearances in two seasons with the Ottawa Senators. So yes, there's there's some cause for concern, and then Elias Samsonov's a guy who, you know, you know, Washington just wanted to move on from. I mean, it just speaks volumes to how they felt about the goaltender, and maybe it's just a change of scenery type situation. But I think there is cause for concern, but I do think and prognosticate the Leafs are a better team than people are giving them credit for right now. Well, they, I'm with you on that, but let me throw all this curve at you. Maybe you've talked about yeah. it because you guys in Toronto t- look at the Leafs. 96 ways from Sunday. Do you have the sense that the window might be closing? Because I look at Winnipeg, the window is closed. The Vancouver Canucks had a window, it's closed. And it's been closed for a while. Vegas Golden Knights, I think their window, they jumped through it at the start, it's closed. The Leafs are going to have some guys' contracts coming up in a couple of years, and you know who they are. Do you get the sense that they better start going deep in the playoffs and winning a Stanley Cup? Because this group's not going to be together forever. You're wearing the Jays top. You hangy, we bangy, as we say in the baseball world. That's a hanging curveball. <laughs> I'm taking that yard 400 feet, my man. Uh, no, I, okay. I, I think they're I think they're still at the beginning of the window to win a Stanley Cup. Oh. And it's hard to say that because they haven't won a cup since 1967. I know where you're coming from. 
I'll just add that the cap is going up, and I think that's going to help everybody involved. That's going to help numerous teams, specifically the Maple Leafs, when they have to get into the big-time conversations here ahead with Nylander, with Matthews, with Marner. I mean, the list goes on and on. Bunting is going to be a big predicament following this season. So you're right. Like The nucleus could change a bit, but having said that, if they don't win this year, I think you have to make that brash decision and a big-time trade. And if that includes trading a Marner or trading a Nylander, I think we're at a point where it's just not working with what they currently have that you have to make that outside-the-box type trade anyways. But I, I get what you're saying. I just think they're young enough to, to prevail and have enough you know, strong talent in front of them to be able to compete for a cup for the next X amount of years. Well, in the time I spent at Edmonton this summer, uh, it was two weeks during the World Juniors, but it was enough. I really got the sense yeah. that Connor McDavid loves Edmonton. I heard that from the people. They're like, he takes his dog to the park. He doesn't hide. He's out in the community. I don't think Connor McDavid's ever going to leave Edmonton. Does Austin Matthews like playing in Toronto? What sense do you get there? It's the big time question. Um, if you were to pull me on my gut right now, I say he resigns. I, I just, you, you have to be realistic with this. Um, it is the Mecca. It is Toronto. He's got endorsements up the yin yang. He's everything in this market. I don't know what else you could want. I don't know anybody. And I understand from, I understand where he's from. Like, I, I just don't know how that would be appealing going to a market like that. If your goal, your end game is to win a Stanley Cup. Now, things could change. They win the Cup this year. Maybe his ideology changes. I, I just think from that perspective, if people are thinking it's, it's, it's going to be Arizona, it's just not going to be Arizona. And then you start to wonder what other teams could be in the mix. Maybe it's the New York Rangers. I just think from that point of view, Toronto makes too much sense. He's going to make all the money he can ever dream of and wish for. And he knows he's going to have a pretty competitive team every time around because A, he's a really damn good player. And B, they sort of owe him that too. Uh, we got a couple minutes here to talk about the Blue Jays. You mentioned you hangy, we bangy. Um, <laughs> I came into the show very optimistic, and our viewers and listeners kind of just talked me out of the fact that the Jays would beat Seattle. We don't know that they're going to play the Mariners, but they're like, we don't yeah. want the Mariners in this best of three series. So how do you feel going into this wild card series this weekend? Everybody's scared to tie France, apparently. No, like I, I rather take my chances with the Seattle Mariners than say the Tampa Bay Rays. Any Blue Jays fan, anybody who covers that team, you want to stay the hell away from the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't care if it's at the Trop. Yeah. I don't care if it's at Rogers Center. I will take my chances with Seattle. I think my hopes and expectations are, you know, it's been a long, long time since the Mariners have been in the postseason, that they're sort of that team. They're just happy to be there. And so they really don't fulfill expectation. It's a different pressure. It's a different game in the playoffs. There's a reason why you go out and get a guy like George Springer. He knows to play. He knows how to play, I should say, in these pressure cooker type situations. So I'm going to give the upper hand of the Blue Jays. I think having home field advantage is big. The rotation is going to be massive, clearly with Alec Manoa, Gosman. I don't know if you start a game three, who you go with, Barrios, a stripling. I think Toronto is better equipped right now to prevail in that series and actually give Houston a run for its money. Good. You've made me feel a lot better. Uh, from our viewers, Corey May on YouTube says, great guests on the RP show, as usual. From Earl James, he says, all the Leafs need is Mark Giordano at a discount. Dominic Kashuk from a time machine, and <laughs> they'll be okay. Nick, just tell our viewers where they can follow your stuff. Uh, they'll enjoy it, I know. Just uh, give it a pump if you don't mind. Yeah, at the Golden Muzzy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I Again, I just picked up a new gig full-time here with the Nation Network, so I'll be covering the Maple Leafs uh, for the Leafs Nation, leafsnation.com, and also Daily fa uh, fa daily Faceoff, excuse me, easy for me to say. Daily Faceoff, I'll be covering fantasy hockey for them. So pretty much in a nutshell, I'll be everywhere, including the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast once again this season. Awesome. Nick, thank you for this, brother. Enjoy, enjoy the hockey and the ball. Thank you. Yeah, take care. You too. The Golden Muzzy, Nick Elberga, joining us from the T-Dot. We're going to have a lot of fun next. We'll, we'll continue the fun right after this in overtime as the Moose rejoins. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, which is, by the way, anchored out of downtown Toronto. We are live on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform. And for the first time today, back live on the radio, WQEE, your home of Southern Sports and Talk, Metro Atlanta, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
It's overtime. Here from South Florida, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. The Moose is here as we get back on track, if there ever was one. Uh, Sean in Vancouver. Come on in, Moose. We were talking about streakers. Remember that way back when? Yes. Uh, Sean in Vancouver writes in. He's watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, Kevin Harlan's call on the streaker a few years ago in a San Francisco game. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Best streaker call ever. Um, Interesting talk there with Nick Alberga. I don't know if you saw it. I mentioned the window. Is there any worry in Toronto that the window may be closing for this Leafs team? And he's like, we're at the start of the window, not the end of the window. And maybe they are. I haven't looked that closely. How would you answer that as the lifelong Leafs fan that you, because you know, there is a window. Where are they (laughs) in the window? Well, and I'll speak as a lifelong Leafs fan. Okay. I'll take the hat off from a media perspective and and be a fan. And I would say the window, the beginning, we've been in the opening of this window since the nineties. When, when they started to get, you know, better after Gilmore and then towards the late nineties, they probably were, they were pretty good late nineties, early two thousands, made a couple of conference finals were routinely in the playoffs and had really good teams. But in this window, Matthews, Marner, you know, Nylander, Tavares is kind of starting to, you know, be on the back nine of the career now and things like that. I would say, you know, in terms of, since we've been talking so much baseball, I would say we're in the probably third or fourth inning, probably the fourth inning of this window. So I think you still got some time. We're reaching the midway point of it, but it's not the very beginning and it's not the end. I'm all for the discussion. And um, if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup this year, I'll be as happy as anybody because I'm not anti-Leaf. I get a kick out of poking at them because they're you and Clark's team. But I want a Canadian team to win. And yeah, so thanks for answering it that way. My cousin Christine is watching in Medicine Hat and says, uh, baseball, football, hockey, basketball. It's a wonderful time of year. Yes, it is. Um, I want to say something. Well, just one more on the CFL vein, by the way. Somebody wrote in, Earl was his name. He says, has anybody talked about the Rough Riders window? And I don't think there is a window in the Canadian Football League. And we didn't talk a lot of CFL today because we talked more football later in the week. And for heaven knows we talked all football Monday here. But with those insiders, I can't remember if it was on the phone. I was talking to a guy or in person here recently. And he said, in the CFL, you can rebuild in a year. He's like, don't talk about a rebuild. Don't talk about this. And I think he's right because it's a nine-team league. And we saw Mark Tressman and Jim Pop come in, I want to say March of 2017, and took a team that had finished out of the playoffs the year before to the Grey Cup, and they won. Now, they had Ricky Ray at quarterback. Not everybody has that. But it can be done. So to say the Riders' windows open or closed or where, no, no. What you can say is they botched it. It's been botched. But it all kind of hinges on Friday night. And we'll, again, spend more time. I'll, I'll declare right now Friday's game, Sask and Hamilton, Canada's game of the week. That'll be the poll question tomorrow on Wednesday. But the other games are BC at Toronto, Edmonton at Winnipeg. Ottawa at Montreal. I'm sorry. Those all pale to me. Now, they're important to the teams and their fans, but from a grander perspective, the final playoff yeah. spot kind of rests on that Friday night game. Um, so, and yeah. And back, well, and Chris says, my cousin, she goes, just think, only three months and the World Juniors will be back. Yeah, baby. To quote Peter Marr. And we will be there. I'm interested to see if you'll be there, Moose. I know I'll be there. In Halifax, Serena's going to be there. We're going to be on the air. But this has been an an historic day for me to be back on the radio because a lot of things as we go, because I didn't even know when we went to air at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, if it was going to work technically and stuff. Should have known. Rhino Radio, my spirit animal, would have it figured out in Georgia, and he did. So we've been running there. And as I sit here in a Blue Jays shirt, You got the show logo on. Everything's for the last, going on almost four years, 855 of these shows had just come to full circle in a lot of ways. And that I didn't want to be locked down to one team. 
I didn't want to be locked down to one league. And we can sit here on any given day and talk NFL, CFL, NHL, MLB. We could have as good a baseball discussion as anybody and just have fun and spend a half an hour on streakers for the love of God. I'm not even done on that. And I think that's why these the insiders and these older football guys call me. I think they just like the stories, man. And they were they were in a lot of these venues too. But I could sit and do two hours on streakers and people running on the field. I just gave you my two highlights. The guy in the wheelchair in Vancouver and the lady at Taylor Field that lost her kid and didn't even realize it was in the middle of a game. Like, whew. hey, and there's Ryan O'Radio. He's still on it. He's watching a WQEE saying, awesome show. Maybe you should speak for a second in the 90 seconds we have left, Darren, which <laughs> means a lot to you, too. You're the guy that wanted to be on TV, radio, live streaming, podcast. And as of today, thanks to Ryan O'Neill, it's happened. It's awesome. It's awesome. And it's just the beginning. So it's cool to be on and it's cool to have a, a group of new listeners uh, there outside of Atlanta and in Noonan, Noonan uh, Georgia. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see where we go next. Jeff in Winnipeg says, I still can't get over the streaking wheelchair guy. LOL. You should have been there. I was trying to call this thing. I was trying to broadcast it. Oh, and then the trade for the Regina Pats, Sam Aremba going there. My God, we can literally talk about anything, man. We can play defensive hockey, fire wagon hockey, you name it, we can bring it. You want to play defensive, offensive? We'll do it. Tuna's just in my ear. 30. He's so nice. I know. One of our uh, new guys. Okay, Moose, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for this. Have a great one. Check in with you tomorrow. All right. Thank you to Nick Alberga. Thank you to JP Jeff Patterson. Most of all, thank you to you, the viewers and listeners. And a special shout out to Ryan O'Radio down there in Georgia. We'll see you all tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus and WQE. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.